0: Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Tune podcast.
1: Hi, well, hello, everybody. This is Catherine Tune. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Tune. And I have a very, very special guest today. I'm so excited to get to know more about her. I, everything that I've seen so far, I just love her. Uh, you can just tell we resonate on such, such uh, same similar frequencies. But this is Dr. Michelle Francesca Cohen. Did I say that correctly? Yes, uh, you did. <laughs> that's a little bit of a mouthful and worth every syllable. It's beautiful. Uh, so, hi and welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Catherine. This is such a joy. Yeah, it so is a joy. And, you know, I was kind of investigating some about what you're doing. You're doing so much, which I love. If, if there's a, a common theme to kind of what you're about and what inspires you, what would that
0: be? Well, from an early age, even in, uh, in the studio, teaching dancers, teaching actors, Uh, directing on stages now as a pastor and teacher, uh, and coach. I think the number one thing that I am very keen to do is help people connect with their own brilliance, with their authenticity and with the truth of their origin, that they are of God, made in God's image and likeness to really rediscover, to connect with that truth, with that divine origin. And to allow their own individual brilliance because everyone is brilliant in their own way to really surface and to be expressed.
1: Wow. That is gorgeous. Oh, I love that so much. So when did you first uh, feel this draw? to um just to kind of it sounds like you you've operated in multiple uh, areas right between uh you were saying dance and acting and all of yep. that and now you're in ministry and so how did that evolve
0: well years back uh, when I was uh, growing up i my college degree was in performing arts and teaching mm-hmm. so from there I went on to be a professional choreographer and uh, actress and teacher and director in London and had the beautiful um, privilege of teaching for four years at uh, a Juilliard-type school. It's actually the second oldest uh, performing arts college in uh, in the world, I think. And um, my students there, you know, for me, the joy was in drawing out their own gifts, their own, I call it, you call it star quality in, in the entertainment industry. But um, I think everyone has that star quality, that mm. sense that we're just these beautiful fragments of God. And uh, it takes a certain way of teaching to help people realize, okay, first of all, I'm safe. Mm. I'm secure. I'm held. I'm not forsaken. I can take risks. I can take risks being me In this world, I can take risks being the brilliant, uh, whatever I am, whether it's dancer, whether it's actor, whether it's anything in this world. I can connect to the gifts that are of God in me. God gave me these gifts, let me nurture them, let me work on them. Yes, there's work involved, you know, we have to get our technique right, etc., etc. But there's something about being able to just look in somebody's eyes and really confirm to them and affirm to them, you are here for a reason. You are. Your life is significant. You are beautiful in your own individual way. Now let that shine through your field, your chosen uh, field of expression or career or vocation. And so I would love doing that in the studio. And then when I came into ministry, I found my heart just resonating so much with wanting to help people, first of all, to know their divine origin, that they weren't cut off from God, that they were connected to the love of God, that we didn't have to go looking for love in all the wrong places, mm-hmm. and that once that connection is affirmed and and that we realize that we have this ongoing um, connection with God, with God's source, with life force, with the mind of Christ, Open up and let that power through. Let that light, you know, we're plugged into the divine light generator. We, we are, we are the conduits of the light of God. Let us be that light. Let's take the bushels off. Let's let our light shine. Let's find out what we're here for, what our divine appointment is or appointments. You know, our assignments change over years and let that light through. You know, I I think it's so true. I think it's, um, is it not Mandela uh who said you know most of us are afraid of our own power we're afraid of really shining brightly because we've been taught along the way through different programming a that we're not good enough or B that we just you know be quiet, sit in the corner, uh don't get too bright, don't get too loud uh because usually we're 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 making somebody else feel insecure if we're shining brightly. because other people need to work on their own insecurities and get connected to their God (laughs) connection so they can shine brightly too. So that's what I am really just love doing in every situation that I'm in, really helping people to connect to their own truth and their own authentic beauty.
1: Wow. Oh, that's so gorgeous. I love that so much. And, you know, you're so right, As, as all of us, as we connect with um with who we really are and let that radiate and let that shine out. It actually brings the water level up for everybody. And I love yes. that empowerment and that champion you're doing for people in and 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 giving them self permission and and the knowledge number one that they shine and, and then giving them permission to shine. That's glorious. Mm-hmm. Um that's that, that is so beautiful. So how did you travel from uh, being in the performing arts to ministry? That's a fascinating
0: story. Yeah. Um, well, you know, like, like a lot of young, uh, women, you know, you can get your heart broken along the way. And, uh, I think that that was, uh, an interesting juncture where I seemed to have, or I had so many beautiful things happening in my career, in my life, but internally my heart was broken. Mm-hmm. And I think I was looking for something deeper, um, and uh wanted to to really experience that god connection for myself in a way that was fulfilling that would heal my heart and uh found myself just taking a trip to the United States of America and um actually coming into a church for the first time what i would call a, a, a I don't want to say a real church because there's beautiful churches in the UK, but, um, a church that really helped me to understand, use wording and use phrasing that would help me to, um, come into a relationship with, uh, with God through Jesus. And that happened back, way back in 1989. And before I knew it, my whole world was turned upside down and, uh, I was now entering a different kind of teaching a different kind of world and that was through ministry and I was ordained about 10 years later and have been in lots of different kind of ministry roles. Um, I really enjoy what I do uh, in the church because having had the connection that I did in the arts, what I see is that a lot of people are kind of stuck in a religious mentality Which is really not what God's is all about. <laughs> uh, you know, Jesus didn't come to start a religion, and uh, but you see people stuck often in 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 religious speech, religious lingo, religious mentality. and I um, really enjoy helping people now through Bible teachings and in different kinds of ways to connect to that God connection, to have, to really awaken that God connection. But for the purpose of, we call it equipping the saints for the works of ministry. I really think that that, the works of ministry flow through each person's authenticity. So part of that is not, again, a religious kind of set of of this or that, but it's really connecting to the truth of individuals and who they are Mm -hmm. and bringing out their gifts to share with the world.
1: Oh, that's gorgeous. That is so gorgeous. And that's true. And it's so beautiful to see that in the church and you're able to marry a lot of the, how, how really God flowed for you, maybe in a covert way through the arts. Um, and now bring that into the, 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 the church setting, um, which yeah. is, which is, which is amazing. Now you do a lot with that. So you're pastoring, you're teaching, um, you've written books. Uh, I was reading some of your poetry, which is gorgeous. Um, you speak, Wow. Uh, so uh, what is your what is your what
0: is your favorite thing to do in, in with all those things? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is a really difficult question to answer, <laughs> because I think one go, you know, you can't do it all in a day. So mm-hmm. um, you go through seasons. I went through a writing season. I actually wrote three books in three years. Well, one of them was a rewrite of an original book. Um, I think that that was just a writing season, a writing mm-hmm. flow. I do love writing. Right now I'm enjoying teaching and doing online broadcasts and, uh, getting connected with, with the, the little uh, program that I'm calling The Bridge um, that is uh, helping us to connect with a lot of different voices and a lot of different kinds of um, people who are making an impact in their own different worlds, in their own different way. Um, yeah, I love uh, expressing myself through poetry. I love to uh, use poetry as actually a prophetic language, whereas I used to choreograph with my body. and also enjoy choreographing. I Ideas and thoughts, and inspiration from Holy Spirit through the art of words. And uh, sometimes you can capture a thought, an idea, something on the breath of God through poetry in a few words that um, just bypasses the brain, a lot of men have told me that they love my poetry because it slips right past <laughs> that uh, left brain straight to the heart so that is I've found poetry to be a very useful tool in in that respect
1: wow that's that's just gorgeous and 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 certainly you know if you think about much of the word of God is poetry, so there's something about the need to slip past our logical right brain way of thinking a left brain way of thinking and so so that we can engage on a heart level, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. So if you were to, uh, say, um, say someone is like, I I really want to believe and I I really want to know that I'm, you know, worthwhile and I have something to offer and I'm beautiful. I want to know, um, my own brilliance, uh, but I, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen it. And, uh, what would you, how would you start to coach someone? Uh, how would you start to, um, recommend they move forward with
0: that? Mm, that? That is such a great question because we have tended to just say to people, you're valuable and expect people to grasp a hold of that when really we're dealing with generations of, uh, worm mentality. Um, you know, whether we have been in church or religious environments or, or, you know, what I would call bad religious environments or not, it's part of our society's fabric now to believe that we are less than, to tend to believe that we've got something to overcome, that we are not innately valuable and worthy. Um, I think that. A lot of that is beginning to change now. A lot of teachers are beginning to really realize, oh boy, we've been, we've been coming at this from the wrong angle. But what I would say to people is, is this, this is how, uh, Holy Spirit really brought me to this understanding is go back to the beginning. And if we will take, uh, the book of Genesis as an allegory, the beginnings, uh, man's beginnings, we see that when whatever god created he spoke to the substance of that thing's derivation mm-hmm. when the trees the vegetation were created god spoke to the earth he said to the earth let the earth spring forth vegetation etc mm-hmm. etc cetera, et cetera. and it was so when the fish were created God spoke to the waters. He spoke to the substance. He spoke to the very essence of that thing's derivation. When the animals were created, you know, all the different creatures, God spoke to the earth. But when God created man, he did not speak to the earth. He spoke to himself. God spoke to the substance of man's derivation. And out of that substance, man was created. Now, the earth suit, that's another thing. Uh, if you want to take it in, in an allegorical, you know, linear order, that was in chapter two. First, man was birthed out of the spirit of God. God is spirit and man was birthed out of God's very spirit. We are made of God's stuff. That is unquestionable. That is where we can really center our sense of value. Wait a minute. I'm not separate then. I'm not just my body. I am not just even perhaps a handicapped body. I am not just my soul, soul. I am the spirit substance of God housed in this beautiful earth suit with this uh, authentic, unique soul that is different to any other soul's expression on this earth. But my very essence, the very essence of the breath that I breathe, the thing that is the life that is me, is God's stuff. And once you know that, once you tap into that brilliant treasure, that spirit substance and essence, everything beginnings begins to change. Because we realize that I have thoughts, but I am not necessarily mm-hmm. those thoughts. I can take a step back. I can I can remember my spirit essence that is unbreakably connected to God. Mm-hmm and I can awaken to that. That's the born again experience to me, is the awakening to that God connection, that God empowerment. Uh, what gets in the way is our belief of an alienation, of an estrangement in our minds. Mm-hmm. But once I see that, I can't unsee it. I am made of God stuff. That is my life and that is living and breathing through my soul through my expressions through my emotions through my thoughts i can choose higher thoughts i can choose higher vibrating emotions um as an act of will from this god substance that i am uh that i am and that i am god is my father my source and birth that um out of his being as an expression. And so once that is settled in your mind, you begin to realize your value is unchanging. Your worth is unchanging. And once that foundation is set, mm, my goodness, the lights begin to come on in all the other areas as well. Wow.
1: That is breathtaking and so, so true. We have to come back to original design. And who are yes. we really in the image and likeness of God who is intrinsically love? So we're, so he's intrinsically lovely. So we're intrinsically lovely, valuable, powerful, all of those things in our own flavor, in our own expression. That's just so gorgeous. So now I understand you, you, you do coachings as well.
0: Yes, I do coaching. Um I'm I'm an associate pastor with the Church of Trophy Lakes in Trophy Club Texas currently. Uh but I also do coaching. Uh I know that sometimes people need that one-on-one connection to help them with their very individual and unique issues that they may be going through. Uh a lot of those are often connected to family of origin type of um blocks or concerns or programming that just needs that one-on-one touch. To help people to unravel and really get connected in that clear flow of empowerment. So I love to do that so people can connect with me uh, through my website on that and also pick up any of my three books that are there. Um, and the website is michellefrancesca.com.
1: Oh wow, that's wonderful. So I and I, I will be including that in the notes. Uh, because I, I'm, I know people are going to want to um, contact you. Now, and you also speak. Is this uh, usually in church settings, outside of church
0: settings? Well, COVID kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> put a stop to a lot of travel for, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> for a little yes. while. Uh, yes, I've enjoyed the brilliant opportunity of speaking all around the world mm-hmm. and uh, to audiences large and small in, in almost every continent. Uh, so, uh, that will continue, hopefully, um, in the meantime, we connect and do work through, uh, online broadcasts, Mm -hmm. et cetera, which I actually really enjoy because uh, it it gives people a chance to be rested in their own homes Mm -hmm. and connect with things, um, in their own good timing. So it's, it's a beautiful thing that the internet is opening up for us to be able to connect worldwide.
1: Absolutely. It, 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 uh, it just, and it offers a, such an opportunity for us to connect as well. Uh yes. Since we're so like-hearted and I, uh, so appreciate you having originally, uh, reached out to me and, and all of that. So if you have one thing or maybe a series of things, I don't want to, you know, uh, challenge you too much, but one thing that you, you, um, would recommend in order to help people kind of as they're going through, because different stages of life, we have different challenges. And we feel up to, up to stuff and then we don't feel up to stuff and all of that. So mm-hmm. as we're connecting uh, or trying to connect with who we are in original design and our value, as we're going through the various stages of life, are there particular things that you do personally to help
0: you continue to grow uh, in that? Yes, I think it really boils down to some very, very simple things. Number one. We need to love ourselves. We need to, to really understand that loving ourselves is not a selfish thing. That caring for ourselves, that extending compassion toward ourselves, at whatever stage of life we might be at, is is truly a God thing. Um, God is loving us, and sometimes we get in a, in in the way of that by not joining and aligning with that love toward us. Um, Many of us have lived our lives on a hamster wheel of feeling that our worth is connected with doing things for other people, um, falling in line, revolving around other people in other people's (laughs) orbits. Um, But we must first love ourselves in order to be able to love others. We must first put our own mask on so that we can help others put theirs on to get their breathing mask on you know that analogy from from the airplane mm-hmm. um, and be patient with ourselves on on a certain the certain stages of our journey that we're in um, one of the things that I have completely just re, reworked is my self-talk mm-hmm. in the last 10 years or so I became aware um, of the constant chatter that was going on and it wasn't always up Building. It wasn't always healthy self talk. And the one person that we're talking to mostly is ourselves. It's a constant, ongoing thing. So I think becoming conscious of that, Mm -hmm. slowing down, noticing what it is that I'm saying to myself. Mm -hmm. What am I saying to myself when I look in the mirror? What am I saying to myself when I walk into a room and I'm relating to other people? What is going on in that constant self-talk? And then learning to just rewire that, re rework that in a way that is genuinely upbuilding to myself, genuinely in line with what God is saying about me and to me. And once that self-talk become, becomes um, consistent, consistently encouraging, consistently upbuilding it gets in that groove and it's hard to pull it down from that point. You know, we get in what I call a, a mental cruising altitude that is way higher and way better. That's the vibrational frequency and consistency we want to have going on. We talk these, about these words, vibration, high vibration, high, high frequency. It's really right there in the self talk. And if we can keep that going, if we can maintain a focus, a prioritizing of seeking the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. And if I can just wrap that up in, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We want to be prioritizing that thought. We want to be prioritizing joy in our life and prioritizing peace. What does that mean? I'm going to have to let some things go. I'm going to have to let some thoughts go. I'm going to have to let some activities go. I'm going to have to let some, um uh even some, a group, some friends, some things, some things I'm putting my energy and focus towards. I might have to let them go so that I can prioritize that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, that I can prioritize joy and peace in my life. When that happens, all the other things really do get added as well. There's now space and there's room for Holy Spirit guidance to come in. And that would be, I would say, is the third thing listening carefully to the promptings of holy Spirit and following them and discovering that every time I do that it works for the good <laughs>
1: it does absolutely and, and, and part of God's joy is helping reveal you to you and I know yes. from me you were talking about that the self-talk and that takes some intentional work in the beginning but you know anything <clears throat> that you consistently do after a while really does start to become a new default. And so just being aware, I know that was a big breakthrough for me when Holy Spirit, this was not something that I had this great revelation on, but Holy Spirit started to really show me my inner world of what I was saying about myself right. and how I, I, I just, I wouldn't treat anybody like that. Right? right. And right. We can be so merciless to ourselves, but right. as I started to, get on my own side and comfort myself and help myself and, and speak uh possibility and all of these different things. It made a huge impact. So absolutely yeah. that, that totally bears witness. And then, you know, following what, what, what God is, is, is leading in revealing uh, you to you and, and the brilliance yes. of who that is. Yeah. That's just, it's gorgeous. Oh my goodness. I can't believe we're at the top of the time. Oh my goodness. So tell me, any final words of encouragement uh, that you want to give? And then if you could remind everybody how to contact you again.
0: Yes, sure. Oh, I love everything you just said. You, you worded that so well. These things are so important. Um, the mystery of God of the ages. And I love that it's not age. That's talking about the ages. The one mystery is Christ in you. Christ in us. The word says hope it's in, in our Bibles, if you're a Bible reader, um, but it really means expectation. Mm-hmm. Christ in me, God in me, an expectation of glory, glory meaning God's opinion of me, worth, dignity and honor. Living like that, living out that truth, that mystery of the ages that Christ is in me and I can live in a constant expectation of God's good opinion toward me and my own worth and my own dignity. And, and just walking in that. That is, that is my passion for all humanity, Catherine. It really is.
1: Well, it oozes out of you. It's so beautiful. i you know you're such a display of the very things that you are teaching and and that 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 gives you the platform and also the anointing uh to be able to release it so people can receive it. You've lived this out. you've walked it out and it's it's gorgeous. it's breathtaking. I'm so happy you're my sister. I'm so happy we get to link arms and uh, and 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 release such similar messages. It's so needed it is so yes. needed. So remind us where people can contact you. I know they've fallen in love with you, so they'll want to contact you. (laughs)
0: So how can you contact Michelle? Thank you. Yes, MichelleFrancesca.com. That's Michelle with one L. And Francesca is a mouthful, F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-A. And I use that name because it means free one. It means freedom. And that's, that's the freedom I want to embody. So michellefrancesca.com.
1: Love that. Love that so much. Thank you so much. I hope you'll come back and join another time. And I would look forward to continuing to engage with you. I love you so much.
0: Thank you so much, Catherine. It's been amazing. <laughs> All right. Lovely. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.